Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey, hey, y'all. This is Casey Hope with the Here's Hope podcast. And today I have a super special guest. We have Miss Christy right on here today. Christy, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, Casey, I am so excited about this. You and I are friends in real life and we talk almost every day. So I'm super excited to get to do this on the in the real world and the work world publicly. It's so fun. Yeah. So why don't you, I feel like everybody probably knows who you are, but just in case they don't, if you will give a quick background as to kind of who you are, what you've been doing and what you're doing now. Yes. So I am a certified business coach, a best-selling author and speaker. And I was a Ramsey personality for 12 years, which is probably where most people would have known me from, which is the work that I did with Dave Ramsey and his team, co-hosting the Ramsey show and leading a brand called Business Boutique, which was a book and a podcast and a coaching group and events all over the country. And just about a year and a half ago, honestly, Casey out of thin air, God called me to leave. And it was very unexpected to me and to everyone around me, but I obeyed and followed. And so now I'm really just pursuing this new path he asked me on, which is training people in speaking and presenting specifically a little bit of business, but a lot of communication, because I feel like he's calling people to lead and teach and speak and tell the world about him. And a lot of people are like Moses, they're, they're, they don't know how they're scared to, or they don't see themselves as speakers. And the good news is you don't have to be a speaker to speak and to lead and influence. And so I'm just using my experience and 12 years of being on stages to help people understand how to gain confidence and and share your story. And it's been really fun. You know, you've, you've gotten to have a front row seat to that, but it's been really fun to see how God's been faithful in that. Yeah. And you know, what I love about all of that, that I've not shared with my listeners, but you know, this, like, one of the cool things to me is, and we're going to get into this more on how to hear God speak, but I, for me, and, you know, I am watching you from afar. This was before I knew you, before I was in your group, I'm watching you from afar and I hear that you are leaving Ramsey and you don't really know what you're doing next. And all I can think and all the prompting in my spirit that I truly feel is from the Holy Spirit is that I wanted to learn to speak from you. Like I loved watching you on a stage. And it was like, I want to learn to speak from you. Now, this was before I knew that you were teaching speaking. And <laughs> so, so me and Christy, we were at an event. We were at Brooke Riley's event. Uh, Christy was a speaker and I was there and we are going through the buffet line. And I, you know, I just am like feeling prompted to tell her, like, as if the Holy Spirit has not already told her, because I didn't know. I felt like the Holy Spirit needed to let her know what I thought she might need to do next. And I said, you know what I think you should do? You should teach speakers. And she looked at me and she was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. That was <laughs> already in the works. And I think it's so cool to me just on how God works, even on that level of like putting this desire in me to want to learn something from you that I didn't even know you were teaching. Right. And 
he is putting into you this desire to teach things, you know, and you don't even know who's on the other side of who, who needs that. I don't know. So as soon as you told me that that was already in the works, I was like, okay, well, when that comes out, I sign me up because the Lord is obviously leaving, leading me straight to this. So yes, yeah, so that's a little bit of our background of how me and Christy connected. And I've been learning under her for, you know, for about the past almost year now. And so Christy, I know a lot of people have questions and they hear how, you know, you left Ramsey and you were doing this next thing. I love watching the way that you absolutely walk by faith. That has been a huge, just a huge testament to me to see you on a daily basis of how you listen to God and you obey and you listen and you obey and you don't know what's coming next, but you continue to listen and obey. And I think a lot of people are in a space where they, they might be thinking, okay, possibly God is leading me in a new direction. But like, how do I follow that? You know, how do I even know that it's him and not something else? Like, I want to take a step of obedience, but I need to know that for sure that it's him first. You know, all those questions. Can you speak a little bit just to to how to follow God's lead and how to even know it's him in the first place? Yeah. And there, there's so much in that, Casey, because I think we can all acknowledge if you're listening to this and you truly consider yourself a Christian, you're someone that believes in God, you believe that Jesus is the son of God, then most likely you want to do what God wants you to do. Like that's a, that's a pretty fair assumption that our baseline as Christians is that we want to do what God wants us to do. But the very difficult thing is knowing what that is. And I think discernment, you know, is a, is a big word for this, but just trying to understand is this God leading me or is this the devil tempting me or is this my own crazy idea or is this, you know, my, my family members or my trauma from my past and a voice in my ears, this cultural pressure, how in the world can I tease out? No, if this is what God wants me to do. And and, and then the second part is even if we get to that point where we know it's him to your point, actually following through is really hard. So I want to break this down and we can, we can dig into this as much as you want to, but let's just start with knowing that it's God. How do you know that it's God? Here's, here's the good news. While you probably won't have an angel appear in front of you and you may not hear an audible voice, I never hear an audible voice, but I will get sentences in my mind. It's almost like a voice inside my head that feels distinctly different than the other voices in my head. I know I sound crazy. You're like, should we listen to this girl? But we all have these we all have these swirl of thoughts. I think um, it was Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head, where she says, she cites research that the average person has 30,000 thoughts a day. And so how are we supposed to tease that out? Well, I'll tell you when, when I hear certain sentences, they feel distinctly different. But even if you don't have something that clear, the good news is, is that God is persistent. He's persistent. He wants to be heard by you. And so he's not going to whisper something in the distance with a lot of noise around you and hope you get it the first time. And if you don't figure it out, it's like, well, sucks for you. Too bad. You didn't get the code. You didn't get the memo. You lost the opportunity. And I think we need to start by just acknowledging that often we really view God that way. We think that, oh, have I missed it? Have I missed his plan for my life? Have I missed his voice? Did I just not listen hard enough? Did I not tune in enough? And I love the quote by um, Lisa Bevere, where she says, if you think you have blown God's plan for your life, you, my friend, are not that powerful. Mm. And so we just need to start by acknowledging that God is persistent and he wants to be heard by you. That means that he is going to 
reinforce and repeat and affirm and confirm and remind again and again and again what it is that he wants you to do or what it is that he wants you to know. So great example. Let's go back to I'm getting some chips and salsa at Brooke Riley's event, mind my own business. What you didn't know and what no one in that room would know is while I'm one of the speakers at that event and I'm standing on stage and I'm, I'm speaking is my very first event, Casey, since leaving Ramsey, which no one in that room from the outside or on Instagram would know this, but that was so vulnerable. It was also exciting. And it was a really big deal to me to stand on a stage with a microphone. It felt like this moment of independence of going, I'm not, I'm not down and out. I'm still doing this. I'm still here. I may be on a, on my own. I may not be on this massive fancy cruise ship. I feel like I'm more like in one of those dinghies in a lifeboat. I'm out here paddling like crazy in the ocean by myself, but I'm still doing it. And, and so while I'm feeling vulnerable and scared and insecure and excited and nervous, I'm going to get some chips and salsa. And someone I don't even know says to me, Hey, what are you going to do next? And I say, well, I'm, I'm working on something. I haven't really publicized it yet. And she says to me, I hope it's to train speakers because that's what I feel like you should do. That wasn't Casey. That was the Lord. Absolutely. That was the goodness of God meeting me at chips and salsa mm -hmm. to reinforce the very thing he had been stirring in my spirit that you had no idea about. And what's so beautiful about the Lord is his plans are never, ever, ever one dimensional Casey. They are never singular purpose. They always have multiple purposes and multiple dimensions. So in this interaction over chips and salsa, what was a gift to me was also a gift to you. It was reinforcing his call to you. Mm -hmm. So I walk away with a full plate of chips and salsa and go, oh God, you're so good that you would meet me here and remind me and reinforce this thing to build my confidence in this thing that I'm chasing that I've never done before, but you're telling me it's my thing to do. And you would walk away from that same buffet and say, oh God, it's so good of you that you would reinforce this call in my life and what you're asking me to do. And the fact that that's the very thing Christy's doing when I've said nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And so I think we just need to remember that God is persistent and he will align confirmations and affirmations and interactions and conversations and signs and nudges and calls and things that are very personal to you that are meaningful to you that maybe someone else wouldn't even understand to really reinforce that thing that he wants you to do. So that's part one. Part one is he will remind you he is persistent and consistent. He will continue to tell you he will get on your last nerve, honestly, <laughs> because he wants you to obey and he wants you to succeed. He wants you to be in the very best plan for your life, which is God's plan for your life. So he's just going to keep harassing you until you get it. So you can rest in the fact that he's not hiding from you or evading you. He's going to tell you what he wants you to do. Let's start with that. I love that. Okay. You just keep talking. You keep going. You are preaching girl. So keep going, girl. <laughs> so. And, and, and I'll say as a quick sidebar to that is because I could already hear some people going, what if he hasn't said anything to me? Okay. Let's just, let's do a quick sidebar. Mm -hmm. What if he hasn't said anything to me, Christy? What if I don't hear his voice? I haven't heard anything. Okay. If you're not sensing that he's telling you to do something, then you can safely assume that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. What you're doing now is what you're supposed to be doing. Because if he has not told you to take a right turn or a left turn, then you're on the right path, Brent. Mm -hmm. It's like your GPS. It's not talking when it's not time to turn. Now, you may not like your path. You may not like your job. You may not like your relationship. You may not like the situation or season that you're in, but you can know that where you are is where you're supposed to be, though it may be painful and frustrating. If he is not speaking to you to do something different, you're on the right path. 
And so you have not missed his call. You have not missed his voice. You're right where you're supposed to be. So the first part is he's going to be consistent. The second part of it is we have to obey the thing he's asked to do. So let's say that he has said something to you. He has told you the call. And I did I did a reel on this at the time of you all listening to this. It'll be a few weeks ago. You can go back and, and find it. I'm wearing like a navy blue spaghetti strap dress. But this is this is the reality, okay? 99% of the time that he tells you to do something, you know, you, you beg him, Oh God, I want to do what you want to do. I, w- I want to do what you want me to do. I want to obey. I want to be in your will. I want, I want to pursue your will. God, I want your will for my life. Just tell me what it is. Then he tells you and 99% of the time it is going to be the thing you don't want to do. 99% of the time. And I just made that statistic up. It's fine. I got the microphone. <laughs> I make things up. Casey, listen, it's going to be something you don't want to do. See, we, we say, God, I want to do what you want me to do. And then God tells us and we go, no, 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 not that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that thing. Tell me something else. And he's like, no, but that's the thing. So like, I don't think I heard you right. And he's like, okay, well, I'll tell you again. Well, give me lots of signs. Here's your signs, but this is the thing. No, I I don't, don't, this is Satan. This must be Satan because this (laughs) idea is so terrible. It can't be from the Lord. And the reality is the things he tells us to do are often the hardest things. Those are the things that require the most faith, Mm -hmm. the most trust, the most obedience, the most vulnerability. And honestly, they're just the thing that grows us the most. Mm -hmm. The easy thing does not grow us. And the truth is we want growth, but we don't want the sacrifice or the difficulty or the strain or the stretching that is required for the growth. We just want the growth. And and that's just not possible. We know it. You can't build muscle by, by lifting easy weights. And so God tells you this hard thing to do, to leave your job, to write the check, to give the money, to, to put that business aside to close down that line of revenue, to walk away from that commitment, to commit to a bigger thing that you don't know how you're going to go back to seminary, to go back to school, to homeschool your kids, to, 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 what, and you're going, no, 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 not that. Mm-hmm. No, anything but that. God, I want to pursue your will, but just not that thing. And he's like, but that's the thing. That's the thing. And so when it comes to obeying God, yeah, obedience is lovely in theory when we're all cozy with our coffee and comfortable and, oh, it's wonderful. But the reality is it almost feels like taking your clothes off. It feels like getting naked and vulnerable and exposed and and difficult. It can feel excruciating. It can feel heartbreaking. It can feel like defeat. It can even, Casey, in light of your uh, podcast title and something you're so big on, and I am as well, it can even sometimes feel like hopelessness. Mm-hmm. God, you wouldn't make me do that. Don't make me do that. And there's something that happens that I can't quite describe. There's something that happens in the obedience, in the hard thing where true faith is built, where true hope is forged in that fire, where the trust and the resolve is so strengthened in that wilderness that it becomes an unshakable foundation of faith. It's no longer surface faith, but I'm only have faith when my life is comfortable or surface hope and surface trust and surface intimacy when I am powerful and in control and looking good and my life is well and I can point to God's blessings in my life. It is in the valley of humiliation. It's in the pit of despair where you can go. And yet though he slay me, I will praise him. Like Job said, Mm. 
when you are building a foundation that is truly unshakable in any storm. And God is interested in that foundation. He is interested in that type of faith and hope and trust. And so can you walk through that thing that you're like, no, anything but that God, please don't make me do that. And you go, okay, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that thing at all, but I know that you are good and your plans are good. So if you were telling me to do this thing, though, I don't want to, though it is excruciating and I may cry myself to sleep for a few weeks over it, I will obey. I will do that thing you're asking me to do. And I think what, what we find Casey is on the other side of that obedience, there's not only incredible freedom and goodness and actual real blessing that God will bring his blessing to you, bless that obedience, but you have forged a foundation of true hope that no matter what comes at you, mountaintops or valleys, that you have a hope that can't be taken away from you. I love that. I love that. And you're right. It's on the, it's on the other side of that, that you look back and through the scary and the hard and um, the doubts, once you get to the other side of that, you say, gosh, you were so good. Like God, that's right. He did have my best in mind. That's right. Even though it felt like crazy town. Like I, I think back to, I'm thankful that God doesn't always show us the whole picture, even though we want the whole picture. We think, we think we want him to show us everything down the line before I can obey. Can you just show me how this is going to play out? <laughs> and we think we want that, but really sometimes that would just be too much for us. And it, we oh, just yeah. have to take the next step. I That's think right. to like when I was teaching school. And that is what I, you know, grew up wanting to do. My mom was a teacher. I went to all four years of college to teach. I'd done my internship. I had taught for several years um, in a couple of different counties. I was tenured, you know, as a teacher, that's what you want to be. You want to be tenured so that you can't, you know, get fired. I was there and there was that small prompting of God pulling me out of that to start this new thing, you know, to start this pizzazz business and what I'm so thankful for is that at the time I thought that it was just a little side hobby that was going to right. help me be able to stay home with Chloe. Right. If he would have said, you're, you're leaving <laughs> forever and you are now going to be not a school teacher, but an entrepreneur, and this is going to be hard and you're going to have to figure it out. And there's not going to be a roadmap, <laughs> you know, all the things that were to come, it would have been too much. Too right. Much. But now looking back, I can just see so beautifully how stepping away from what, you know, from everything I had trained for, it was not a waste. All that that I had trained for, I use it still to this day. Like all of my teaching skills, all of my love for kids, all of that is just used in a different platform within our art studio. It was scary. And it, I remember I have, there's one friend and specifically, and she tells me a few different times um, whenever we will have like big milestones, like, you know, 15 years of business or whatever, she will say, she'll say, I've told you this before, when you quit teaching and you gave up your, you know, your health benefits and your retirement and all your stuff to start an art studio. She said, I thought you were crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and to most people, I am sure it did look crazy. And that's the thing, like sometimes or oftentimes God's call is kind of how you refer to it. A lot of people say, you know, it just looks upside down to the world. It doesn't always make sense, but God always has your best in mind. That don't well, it's, so, it's so interesting too, because I've, I've found, I've heard so many stories since leaving Ramsey. I've heard so many stories of exactly what you're describing and exactly what I experienced. 
And there seems to be a pattern in God where he intentionally takes away your security so that he can be your security. So like there was nothing evil or wrong about your desires to, you know, retire and your teacher and tenure and all that stuff. Like none of that is evil at all. And he goes straight to it and goes, yeah, I'm going to take that away. So that the only security you have is me. And the same thing for me, Casey, like from income to insurance to all the things, it's like, he will take that very thing away. And then it goes back to what we were just saying, where through that valley and through that, honestly, terror at times Mm -hmm. you go, oh, he is trustworthy. He is, he is my security. And so no longer do I feel attached to any man, to any job, to any source of income. Cause truly the, the words, the Lord is my provider takes on a whole different meaning and a whole, it, it, it has actual, um, proof to it. It's not just in theory, the Lord is my provider, but really it's Ramsey solution. No, no, no. Like the Lord is my provider because he has pulled me out to where he's all I've got. And usually it's when we're in those situations where when he's all you've got that you find that he is actually all you need. Because when we've got all these comforts that insulate us, we don't feel it. We may know it in our head that he's our provider and he's trustworthy, but knowing and feeling are very different things. And man, when you're on your own, you feel it. Mm -hmm. He is trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, we talk in our Marco Polo group a lot about how sometimes that, that provision and that trustworthiness, sometimes it is just a day to day thing, kind of like the daily manna. It is every day, you know, we want to have our big, you know, cushion of safety and, and I still want that. (laughs) Don't always have it, you know, but, um, but that God, like, just like you're saying, like he wants to show us again and again, that he is our provider and he does, he is faithful. He does show us again and again, that he is our provider. All great stuff, Christy. Great, great stuff. Well, I, um, I think this is going to be super encouraging. I hope to somebody that's listening, what would you say as any kind of just final words to the listener who might, who might need one more little something, something as they are trying to hear from God and to take those next steps of obedience. I would just say, don't shoot for a hundred percent certainty. I Mm -hmm. think that when we, you know, when sometimes when people hear me say, oh, well, God said, and I sound so certain, just know that I'm not a hundred percent certain. I'm like 70%. I I feel like the words you've used, Casey, a nudge, a call, an urge, a prompting, a pull, all these are very like, you know, loose words that you can't totally grab onto and hold onto. Um, Don't shoot for a hundred percent. If you feel even 51% that God's calling you to do something, like you said, just take the next step of faith and he will affirm that as you go. But if you're waiting for certainty, no faith is required. And he's he's probably never going to give you 100% certainty. He's going to give you, you know, somewhere between 51 and 99%. But there's always the, did I hear God right? You know, so just just go on what you've got. Just, just take that step of faith on your 51% or your 70%. And you will find that as you take those steps of faith, as you move towards his will for your life, he will be faithful. He will prove faithful to you. But don't wait around for 100% or you'll never do anything. I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, Christy, where can people find more about you if they want to follow you in all the places? Yeah. So ChristyWright.com. And then I have a podcast as well. So similar to yours. I love it, Casey. Get your hopes up. And if you go to getyourhopesup.com, I have a seven day devotional. That's a free devotional that'll help you get your hopes up. But more than that, just overcome discouragement. Some of these valleys we're talking about, there's practical things we can do to pull ourselves out of those valleys. And you can download that free devotional at getyourhopesup.com. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy. We appreciate it so much. Oh, Casey, I just love you. I love your work. I'm such a fan of you. Thanks for having me. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you would share this with a friend. That is how we are going to get the word out that this even exists. So share this with a friend, share it on social media, and be sure to subscribe so you will get notified when a new podcast releases every single Monday. Thank y'all.